Hi there. Welcome to Lake Ridge Community Church Podcast. And this is a place where we get to share uh, some of our messages from Sunday mornings. Um, we're glad that you're here to listen. We'd also love to have you in person. So if you'd like to pop in some Sunday, we meet at 1030 at Our Lady of Wisdom School here in Chestermere. And uh, you can obviously check us out as well at uh, www.lakeridgecommunity.com. Thanks for listening. Well, good morning again. Uh, We are excited to have you here with us and joining in for our message this morning. Hey, we are on this journey of Lent, as we mentioned, and Lent is this really old uh, experience of the church. It's marking a time in the church year uh, where we go on a bit of a journey leading up until Easter. And so this morning, we are going to go on that journey uh, again. And our sermon series is called Again and again. And it really reflects on the way that God continues to meet us where we're at, continues to speak to us, and continues to work in our lives. And then also our response to God in that season. Well, Lent is really a season of wilderness, or we pay attention to the wilderness moments in in our lives. It seems a little bit easier this year because of this whole pandemic, where I speak to many people and they feel this sense of wilderness, this sense of unrootedness, the sense of dryness, or uh, and all the emotions that go along with it. Well, Lent is exploring the season of wilderness, but it's also reflecting on our need for Jesus and preparing our hearts for the Easter story, for the death and resurrection of Jesus. And so there's a lot packed in if we're willing to pay attention. It's also time to relinquish something. By that we mean we give something up. Uh, we talk about chocolate or coffee or something along those lines, but really it's something deeper than that. We're we're giving up something to make room for something else in our lives. All of this is part of our listening, part of our watching, and part of our preparing. We don't grow as followers of Jesus by accident. We don't stumble into it. Uh, We might stumble into a life of Jesus, but Jesus says, come and follow me. And so that requires us moving. That requires us paying attention. That requires us going places where we may not have been before. That's really what we're trying to pay attention to here at Lent. Uh, This Lent season is also a chance for us to live with great hope that God does speak and that he is coming to us now. So this is our theme again and again. We're invited to respond, to stop, to look, to listen, to pay attention, and look around to what God is doing. So today, we, uh, our sermon is called, We Are Called to Listen. And we really are called to listen. Listening, I'm going to define today uh, listening in, in an interesting way. Listening is to create a home in our hearts for the presence of Jesus. I'm going to say that again. Listening is to create a home in our heart for the presence of Jesus. Creating a home is a lot like creating a guest room. Uh, And I'm going to talk about the idea of creating a guest room in our hearts for Jesus to come and stay with us. So here I am in our guest room. This is Uh, This is in our basement. This used to be my church office before we moved and uh, set up an an office space uh, over at the uh, Center for Community Leadership where where we set up our office. But I used to have this as as my awesome little study with my library books and so on. But we realized that we needed a guest room. We needed a space for people to come and stay. And so we did that. 
Kelly has this dream of one day running a bed and breakfast, and we talk about it quite a bit, and we don't know what that would look like, but but I think it reveals uh, her heart and my heart for welcoming people, for uh, creating a landing space, a safe place. And so Kelly's done exactly that here. She's created this like wonderful, really cozy room. She, she got the really good sheets, uh, the lamps, uh, and then even more, she created this like um, shelves with fresh towels and snacks and medicines and uh, candies and books and a link to our Wi-Fi. It is it is all here. You can have a you can have a really good stay, or at least that's our hope is that you would have a really nice stay here. I've stayed in some wonderful uh or I've been I've been a guest in some amazing places in my life. And being a guest has often been a surprise to to me. Uh, last summer, uh, last summer, no, two summers ago, we had a chance to go to Grand Manan Island. I was invited to speak at a few churches and some amazing people just took me and my family in and they gave us this beautiful home by the ocean and uh, just uh, welcomed us. We had lobster and every night, Kelly and I would just uh, talk to each other in bed and say, what a gift to be invited into this little island uh, that we probably wouldn't have ever had a chance to go to if it wasn't for people welcoming us in. So whether I've been in a Bedouin tent or a hammock in Brazil uh, or sleeping in this awesome guest house by the ocean in Grand Manan, I have experienced the joy of having a guest room or of being part of a home and staying in a guest room. Guest rooms uh, have an interesting history, actually. Uh, we have a guest room here, but actually it's rooted back uh, in a lot of ways uh, into a culture of Jewish hospitality. Uh, it was in places of hospitality that the Jewish people believed that they would meet God by expressing hospitality. Uh, and the Bible is full of stories of people experiencing hospitality and in the process meeting God uh, and being encountered by God. By God. Abraham, he met these three visitors that came to him and he showed them hospitality uh, and they said some amazing things. Uh, we as Christians, uh, uh, whether we see them as three angels or maybe even a picture of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, whoever these people were, uh, they were a sign of God's presence in Abraham's life. You see, to Jewish people, showing hospitality is a way to express love back to God. Although it's directed at people, it is to God. It is to listen to God. It's to pay attention to, to, to God and to the way of God. And then to reenact that love in our own homes and lives by creating a meal or setting a bed or offering a guest room. It's deeply integrated to their faith and to my faith. Second Kings 4 tells of this story of this prophet named Elisha. And Elisha would, would pass through this particular town and there was this owner of this house who who listened to to this prophet who cared for this prophet passing through and it started with uh with her making food for this prophet listening to him and of loving him and creating a room for him to stay when he'd pass through uh her home and this is what it says in second uh, kings 4 it says one day elisha went to the town of shunem this is at the base of a place called mount gilboa and a wealthy woman lived there and she urged him to come to her home for a meal. After that, whenever he passed that way, he would stop there for something to eat. And so she said to her husband, I am sure this man who stops in from time to time is a holy man of God. Let's build a small room for him on the roof and furnish it with a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. And then 
uh, then he will have a place to stay when he comes by. The story goes on that this woman, uh, she had had a boy uh, and this boy died, tragically. And so Elisha came and actually rose this boy from the dead. This town called Shunem at the base of Mount Gilboa. Well, interestingly, and this is just a side note, Jesus came uh, 800 years later and uh, in another town at the base of Mount Gilboa, just beside it, a place called Nain, uh, Jesus raised uh, another child from the dead in this place. And people said, ah, Elijah or Elisha must be back because who else could raise somebody from the dead? And it all started with this woman creating a space in her home for this visitor. You see, so Jewish people, if they could make it happen, they would build and maintain a guest room, and they'd call it an Elisha room. It's a place for a traveler to come through, a guest, somebody who they loved. Not just to host a prophet, uh, but anyone who would come, who they thought would need a space to stay. And it became a cultural thing, if you could afford it. Well, in later years, this guest room would be called a... Uh, uh, hakdesh, or a sanctuary. Now, a sanctuary is a place that is sacred. It's a place that's set aside for sacred purposes. You'd think of maybe a temple or something as being a sanctuary. But this room, this Elisha room, this, this guest room, it is sacred. It is holy. It is set apart for God and a place for guests. And those two mesh in a lot of ways when we open up our home for others. Wendell Berry, he says this, There are no unsacred places. There's only sacred places and desecrated places. I'll say that again. There are no unsacred places. There are only sacred places and desecrated places. Guest rooms are sacred because we welcome people made in God's image there. We welcome them here. Here in this place, in this one place in the world, we are saying that people are sacred. The world doesn't often view people as sacred. They are disposable. Uh, they are only good for what they can produce. But in God's eyes, humans are sacred. He made them in his image. And so when we create a place of hospitality, we are saying something about who we believe God is and what God is doing with the humans around us. And that's what we are doing. We're taking a world that is that feels like it's desecrated and we're making it sacred again through our hospitality. And it's... It's, it's a bold statement. It's a bold statement to say that people are sacred, valuable, beloved, and welcome into your own home, into your safe place. Humans are allowed to come. So guest rooms are considered also the place where we express the loving kindness of God. We talked a couple Sundays ago about chesed love, this loving kindness, this loyal love of God. And we experience Hesed love in our lives. And so we turn around, we create a sacred place for that loving kindness to pour out on, on others. It's a beautiful thing. And I think for Christians, uh, we can live this out. I sometimes have a vision that Christians everywhere would find, find a way to live out hospitality as they've experienced it because of what we believe God says about people, our neighbors, friends, and travelers who come into our lives. There's a story in the Bible uh, where we're going to focus for a little bit, and it's the transfiguration story. It's a, it's a fascinating story, and one of my favorites in the Bible, and it goes like this. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed, 
and his clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. You can imagine, they go up on this hike. They, Jesus has taken them and showed them many things, but this is still pretty early, early on in the story. And, and we encounter Jesus in this lonely, desolate place, but suddenly Jesus is transformed. He, he's dazzling white. There's something has happened. And he's talking to Moses and Elijah, uh, these, these, these two very famous characters from the Old Testament who also talked with God. And now they're talking to Jesus. What is happening here? And as they are blown away by this experience, this sudden experience, Peter exclaimed, I love this, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said this because he didn't really know what else to say, for they were all terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they only saw Jesus with them. I love this story. Jesus reveals this ultra-glory, this blindingly white glory, this radiant, it's beautiful. There's something going on here. And it is over the top. It's otherworldly. And in this moment, his friends and followers, they see the majesty of God in Jesus, in their friend. It's sacred and it is amazing. They see their sweaty friend Jesus. They're the guy who eats fish with them. The one who tells jokes. The one who has dust on his feet. This Jesus is human, 100%. And suddenly, they see this their teacher as God himself, talking with Moses and Elijah. I love that Peter blurts out the only thing that he knows. He says, let's make a sacred little tent for the three of you. I love that he has this kind of heart of hospitality, I think, right? Let's let's set up let's set up some some little huts for you three to to stay here. And I love Mark's words following up with that. He says, he didn't really know what else to say for they were all terrified. I just think that it shows a lot of the the humanity of of these these guys. But it shows something of their hearts to create a little abode, a little sacred space to say, oh, this is special. Let's set up a little tent or a hut for you three to, 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 to stay. But listen to, but listen to, to what happens. Uh, Jesus, God is in charge of this story. And this is what happens. A voice from the cloud, it, uh, it asks one thing. This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. In the midst of all this crazy story, something holy happening here, and the invitation is to listen to Jesus. Listen to what he's saying. Jesus then, instead of disappearing from this moment, instead of being being gone, everything seems to settle. And these two figures are gone, and Jesus is kind of back to looking like normal Jesus. And he goes down the mountain with them, back into their world. Not to stay glowing on this mountaintop experience, but enter back in. But suddenly, uh, the picture of Jesus is changed. Uh, Peter, James, and John, they see forever a different person. Still, uh, Still normal sweating, hiking through the desert Jesus, but they know who he is. They see who he is. They see, they've seen his glory. And Jesus makes a home suddenly in them, in their hearts. When you listen to Jesus, he makes his home in you. Later, James, one of these three who who experienced this transfiguration, he 
he would later write in a letter called James. And in James 1.22, it says this, Don't just listen to God's word, but you must do what it says. He takes this listening idea, which must be rattling around inside of him, to listen to Jesus. And he says, and he, and he builds it out. And he says, you got to do what Jesus says. You got to live out the way of Jesus. When Jesus enters in and makes his home in you, and you listen to Jesus, it, it transforms the way you act, the way you live. You must do something about it. Listening gets something of God inside of you. It takes up residency inside of you. It invites the presence of God to live in and shape and do work in us. And then it goes out. What we listen changes us and changes how we live. It joins with Jesus moving out into the world, coming down off the mountain and turning what has been desecrated into sacred again. Listening is like having a room, a guest room in our hearts. We take the love of God and then we make a home for it here in us, in our deepest places. We take what we've heard and we give it a sanctuary in us, a place to stay with us. Jesus moves into our lives when we listen to him and Jesus brings life where there was none. This is the picture of what listening does inside of us. Today, our guest room is empty. There's no one here. And so is our kitchen table upstairs. We have a nice long kitchen table and we only use half of it. Why? Um, because we are in a pandemic lockdown and the number of guests coming has sharply declined. We miss people. And so it might be odd to talk about hospitality in a season where we can't express hospitality. Where it's really hard to book a whole bunch of people to come on over and celebrate something in your home or, or have people in your guest room. But hospitality doesn't just start, doesn't start with a meal. It starts with listening. It starts with being hospitable to the voice and presence of Jesus in our hearts first. Jesus shows us his love, his radiant glory, and we are convinced of the holiness of Jesus. We are convinced that Jesus is, um, is, is God. That Jesus uh, was there at the beginning of the making of the world, has made us, has called us, and has come to reside in us. When we listen to the Son as this voice, as the Father asks Peter, James, and John, when we join in listening and invite Jesus into our lives and into our hearts, the holiness of Jesus enters in and permeates us. It's not for us to make a sacred tent for Jesus, Moses, and Elijah, but to actually learn how Jesus makes his tent in us. It's actually his initiative to move in and set up a residency in us. To live in the sacred place that we have given him. The set aside place. Our hearts are a home for Jesus and we can make a room for him. When we listen, we make a guest room for Jesus. What do you think it would be like for you to make a guest room for Jesus in your heart? It might, it might be a weird way to talk about it, but it actually has a very long history. Uh... Ancient people would talk about the mansions of our heart, that, that we don't let Jesus just sit on the front porch, but we let him in. And we're saying, how do we make a room for him? How do we make a place for him to stay so that he can become part of our lives? Once we listen to Jesus and make a room for him in us, then Jesus prepares our lives to reflect the home he makes in us. Jesus begins to renovate. <laughs> we prepare our guest rooms 
like this, our tables, or maybe our barbecues to one day welcome others. As we welcome Jesus in here, we begin to understand why we are welcoming people uh, into our real homes, into our real back decks, onto our real patios. Lent is the season to listen and prepare. So that when life returns, when Easter resurrection days here, and this pandemic is something that we can begin to take off our masks and live, a, live normally again, then we will know what to do. We will not be in this state forever. And my prayer and my deep hope is that in this wilderness, in this preparation, that you will have so welcomed Jesus into your heart that you will know how to live as a follower of Jesus when this is over. That your guest room will be ready. That your table will be ready. And that we will be able to just flood um, our schedules with the love of other people. But it begins here now. It begins in the wilderness. And I believe that as we listen to Jesus, we will be ready. The day is coming when we will know what to do, when we know why we love, and it's because Jesus first loved us. So listen to these words again. This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. May we welcome Jesus in to listen to him and to let him make his home in us in this Lent season. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his peace as you listen and let him dwell deeply in you. Amen. Have a great week, everyone. We miss you. We look forward to the day when we can be together again. I can't wait to hear your stories of how you've sensed that Jesus has moved into the guest room in your heart. Amen. Have a good week. When you are lonely, confused, or afraid, just think of me standing by you. I am no more than a heartbeat away, just think of me standing by you. The heart is like a home, where you are not alone. First light of morning and last light of Think of me standing by you When it's a struggle for you to be calm Just think of me standing by you When you are worried that something's gone wrong Just think of me standing by you Cause love is like a you are not alone Keep as a treasure the heart of this tune And think of me standing by you When you can't name that fear you feel You You can still know that love is real Sometimes your thoughts leave you weak and upset Just think of me standing by you Pause for a moment to take a deep breath And think of me standing by you Your heart is always home To those you call your own 
take heart and take courage to never forget to think of me standing by you just think of me standing by you